Let's stand in honor of the Word of God. So good to be here on a holiday weekend. I know you have a lot of plans, and I hope that they're all good plans, but I do want us to make our time in the house of God count. Second Peter, uh, the first chapter, and I am going to read beginning in verse number 12 down through verse number 15. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 12 down through verse number 15. And the word of the Lord reads, Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, that though you know them and be established in the present truth, yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. And someone said, Amen. Amen. Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. I'm going to speak to you for a little while this morning about some things worth remembering. Everybody said amen. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and let's give him praise right now. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We praise you. 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 Bless the Lord. Amen. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Henry Wells had an idea more than a century ago, and that idea still abides today. In 1866, the United States had just emerged from a terrible and bloody civil war between the northern and southern states. Henry was a drugstore owner in Waterloo, New York, and he heard the stories about crippled and maimed surviving soldiers and suggested that it would be fitting if they would close their stores in honor of those who had been killed in the war. A retired major general by the name of Jonathan Logan had a similar idea at about the same time. And his idea was to honor the soldiers that survived. He led the veterans through the town to the cemetery where they decorated the graves of their fallen comrades with flags. And this memorial ceremony was called Decoration Day to those town folks. Two years passed and finally Wells and Logan came together and joined their ceremonies into one. And May the 30th became the day that they commemorated soldiers from the Civil War who had fallen And in 1882, the commemoration included soldiers from all previous wars, and the name was changed to Memorial Day. Ninety-nine years later, in 1971, President Richard Nixon declared Memorial Day as a federal holiday on the last Monday in May. The tragedy is that most Americans recognize Memorial Day as the official start of summer. It is a great day for barbecue. It's a great day to get out of the house and go be with family. And yet in a Gallup poll that was taken just a few years ago, 
Only 28% of Americans know the true meaning of Memorial Day. Only 28%. Many get it confused with Veterans Day, which is a holiday that celebrates our living service members and veterans. And yet three out of four Americans have no clue why they will be having a barbecue tomorrow and celebrating a day off. We have forgotten what it's all about. And everybody said amen. Today I come to call you to remembrance. Someone said, and I believe it was a lady from John Hopkins University, that there are things that we have a hard time remembering. People often forget these things. Names, something, or where something is, a telephone number, words, what's been said, and faces. And speaking of memory, somebody said that there are really only three kinds of memory, good, bad, and convenient. And I hope this morning that you don't have a bad memory and certainly not a convenient memory, but you would have a good memory because today is a day for us to Remember, that's what Memorial Day is all about. It is remembering the soldiers and the price that was paid and honoring those people for their sacrifice. I don't know about you, but I am thankful that I live in the United States of America and that as ugly as the world may be right now, I enjoy a wonderful freedom because somebody paid a price that I could be free. I want us today to remember things that are worth remembering. First of all, on this day of remembrance, we need to remember the sacrifice of others. We need to remember that somebody paid a price for us to enjoy what we are enjoying this morning. Not just soldiers that fought on a battlefield And not just men that went to a foreign soil and bled and died for our freedom, but for people that are in our lives, some of them even today, that have paid a price for us to enjoy what we enjoy on this Sunday morning. Somebody went the extra mile. Somebody didn't say, let George do it. Someone said, I will do it. And they stood up and did what was necessary to get the job done. And here we are today enjoying the fruit of their labor. And we ought to take time right now to thank God that somebody was before us that paid a price for us to enjoy what we have right now. All of us have someone when we look back over our lives that helped us. All of us. If I were to take the time this morning and go through the congregation and I had thought about doing that, but I knew that it would get away from us time-wise, but I know that if I could ask you to let your mind work right now, all of us sitting here today could remember somebody, not just a mother or a dad, but some person that played a pivotal part in our life. For me, it was a slender, frail woman by the name of Sister Kessler. 
She was my Sunday school teacher when I was just uh, eight, nine, ten years old and I was beginning to feel the touch of God on my life. And it was this woman that encouraged me more than any other woman in our church family. She had no relation to me. Her husband was an alcoholic. Many times he beat her uh, because she wanted to come to church and she did not have the liberty to come all the time, but she taught Sunday school. And it didn't matter if he beat her black and blue on Friday night. She was going to be in her Sunday school class on Sunday morning and teach some snot-nosed, hard-headed kids that didn't want to pay attention. She loved them and she loved the opportunity to help them. And I am here this morning because of a frail little woman by the name of Sister Kessler that none of you will know and none of you have known. But in eternity, when we get to the other side, I'm going to have to stand beside her and lift my hands to the Lord and say, thank you, God, for this woman. Because I would not be here if it had not been for that lady. I wonder how many of you right now could recall that person in your life. They were there at a critical moment. Maybe it wasn't in your childhood. Maybe it was when you were an adult and you were headed in the wrong direction and somebody stepped into your life and they began to speak things into your life and they began to lay a hand upon your life and direct you toward a way that was correct and profitable. You ought to Stop right now in this service and lift your hands and call their name and say thank you God for that person. Thank you God that you brought them into my life. Thank you God that you put that person in my life. Amen. Somebody know what I'm talking about this morning. We need to take the time to remember those who have sacrificed for us. When we look back over our lives, there is always someone who helped contribute to our success. Don't forget them. Don't forget somebody that helps you. Stop right now and thank God for them. Amen. When I look out across this congregation, I am blessed to see people that love me. Amen. I I am blessed to see people that pray for me. I am blessed to see people that encourage me. And I cannot tell you how many times I got a note just this week from someone uh, encouraging me in something that I had preached. And be honest with you, when I got through preaching, I wondered what I had done wrong because I felt like I had, had missed it. And then the very next morning I get a text from somebody encouraging me. I cannot tell you how many times. The reason that I'm still pastoring this church is because somebody took the time to say, hey, thank you for what you said. Thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for believing in me. And we all have people like that in our lives. We ought to take a moment And thank God for them right now. I remember an elder that used to say, if you see a turtle on a fence post, there is one thing you know for certain. He didn't get there by himself. (laughs) And you know what? The truth is, we're all turtles on a fence post. None of us got where we are. I know some people think they're self-made, but the truth is, 
None of us are self-made. When you look back over your life, somebody stepped in and somebody encouraged you, somebody invested in you, somebody talked to you, somebody spoke words of correction to you, and at the moment you might have gotten angry, but you went away and listened and you came back glad that you listened. Oh, thank God right now for somebody that sacrificed. We are in debt to them this morning and we owe a debt of gratitude. How easy it is that we forget those who help us. How easy it is that we forget those who help us, those who encouraged us, those who pushed us. It was Joseph who went into the prison And there in the prison in Egypt, he found friends, a butler and a baker. The butler and baker both had dreams and Joseph was a man who understood dreams and the butler told him his dream and Joseph interpreted the dream. But this was Joseph's instruction that when you get out, the prophecy of the dream is three days and and Potiphar, the, the king's going to bring you out. Pharaoh's going to get you out of here. When you get out, just remember me. Don't forget about me. Remember that I'm not here because I want to be here. And the butler got out, but he is like a lot of us. When he got out and he got to enjoy his freedom, he forgot who had helped him get through those horrible three days. Do you know what the truth is? It is very likely that he would have committed suicide or taken his life because what he saw before him was nothing but imprisonment and banishment from Pharaoh. And a word from Joseph turned his world around. And now he's out and he's free and he's enjoying his freedom. And how quickly he forgot until Pharaoh had a dream. And Pharaoh was disturbed about his dream and nobody could interpret the dream. And suddenly the butler remembered, oh, and he said, I, this day I am grieved because I have forgotten someone who helped me. Listen, folks, every one of us have a Joseph in our life. Every one of us have somebody that at a crucial moment in our life when we didn't understand life and we didn't know what the future held, they spoke words into our life that gave us direction and gave us encouragement. Somebody this morning needs to hear this preacher and you need to stop and you need to thank God. More than that, when you get out of this service, you need to make a phone call to somebody and say, I just want you to know... I want to thank you for believing in me when nobody else did. Amen. We have a great debt. The greatest sin of all is the sin of ingratitude. Amen. The greatest sin of all is the sin of ingratitude. The lepers that came to Jesus, there were ten of them. Ten men that were disease-eaten and ostracized from the world and society because of their disease And Jesus healed them and he said, go, show yourself to the priest. And while they're going, they look and they realize that they are healed. And only one man turned and came. And Jesus' question was, where are the nine? Were there not ten lepers? Where are the nine? Where where are those others that I healed? And I'm telling you this morning that a sin worse than leprosy is a sin of ingratitude. It's going through life and never taking time to stop and say thank you 
Thank you for giving to me. Thank you for contributing into my life. Amen. Some of you wouldn't be in this church right now if somebody in this church had not reached out to you and encouraged you. How long has it been since you said thank you? Praise God. Amen. We need to remember. I want to I burst some bubbles here this morning. I, I didn't come to be antagonistic, but I want to burst a few bubbles this morning. You and I did not get here because of our own goodness. And we need to remember that many of us are like Mephibosheth who were blessed because of somebody else. The only reason Mephibosheth was at the table of David, crippled as he was, sitting down at the royal table was because of his father Jonathan. The only reason that he was there is because Jonathan had made a bond with David and David said, I don't want to forget what that man did for me. I I don't want to forget how he contributed to my life. And so he said, is there anybody in this kingdom that I can bless for Jonathan's sake? And they said, yeah, there's one. He's just a crippled boy. His name's Mephibosheth. He was damaged as a child when, the, when his mother, his nursemaid dropped him and damaged him. He said, you go get him and bring him to my table. And I can hear old Mephibosheth as he's making his way down the quarters with those crutches and clump, clump. Clump coming in to sit down at the royal table. The only reason he's there is because of his father, Jonathan. You know, some of us think we're here because of our goodness. Some of us think we're blessed because we're just good. Some of us think we're blessed because we're just smart. When the truth is we're blessed because of a Jonathan Somewhere behind us that paid a price, that loved God and loved His purpose and gave to the Lord and out of that gift comes my blessing. We need to remember that we enjoy many things because of someone else. Let's stop right now and thank God again for somebody. Come on, call, call their name right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a W.R. Holly. God that pastored me as a child and preached to me as a child and believed in me as a child. Thank you, God, for the many through my life that have encouraged me. Praise God. I remember when I first started in the ministry, I was so intimidated by being in the ministry that I didn't even know how to stand up and greet a congregation. My dad wasn't a preacher. I didn't come from a famous bloodline. I didn't have, I, I didn't, nobody even knew where Wichita Falls was. Wichita what? Where, where is that? Is that in Kansas? No, that's in Texas. Starting out, I remember going to camp meetings and services where you're supposed to get out and greet and meet people. And I was so intimidated, I wouldn't even get out. I would just hide in the corner. And I'm thank God. I want to thank God for a man by the name of Travis Starnes that believed enough in me as a young preacher that he would take a risk. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I probably would not do what he did. But this man opened his church. I had never preached a revival in my life. 
Now, I had preached before, but I had never preached a revival in my life. He invited me to come to his church and preach my first revival. I didn't even know Genesis from Revelations, to tell you the truth. I hate to admit that. But there was a lot of stuff about this I didn't know. I did, as a matter of fact, I got to preaching so intently one, one day about Moses being in the ark. And I don't mean the ark, the bulrushes. I mean the ark that Noah was in. I, and I, I was lost. And then finally when it was over with, nobody criticized me. Nobody, nobody laughed at me like you're doing. They just kind of looked at me a little strange like, okay, we hadn't heard it this way before, but. After it was over with, he put his arm around me and he said, man, that was a great message. And it wasn't until later that my wife told me what I had done. Everybody has somebody like that. Everybody has somebody like that. How long has it been since you said thank you? Some of you wouldn't be in the business you're in. Some of you wouldn't be in the position that you're in. Somebody... Here this morning wouldn't even be here if somebody had not believed in you and gave you a chance. (laughs) Oh, God. Stop. It's worth remembering that person, those people that helped you become what you are. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. Because we are here Because someone else. Amen. We enjoy the blessings of someone else's life. I am convinced of that this morning. Amen. We need to remember the sacrifice of others. We also need to remember on this day what we owe to the Lord. Amen. What we owe to the Lord. Psalms 103 said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all thy benefits. Why would the writer pen words like that if there was not a tendency in us to forget? He wrote a psalm to remind us. Remember the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all thy benefits. Remember that thou wast a bondsman, he said. Remember the pit from which you were dug. Look where mercy has brought you from. Look what mercy has done in your life. Remember what mercy dug you out of. Amen. Remember our cleansing from sin. Remember the forgiveness of our sin. Remember the washing away of our sin. When we look back over our lives and we see where the Lord has brought us from, we must stop and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so full and free. When we look back over our lives and we see where the Lord has brought us from, 
It ought to make you rise up and say, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you that you have saved me. Thank you that you have filled me. Thank you that you have never given up on me. Amen. The ceaseless mercies of God that have been shown to us. Mercies that have come with the regularity and gentleness of the morning. Blessings unasked for. Blessings unsought have entered all our lives. And we are here because of mercy. I know that in life, I know that in life one week of illness can blot out 51 weeks of health. (laughs) I know that when we look back over our life and we realize what a short time we really were sick, we spend most of our days remembering our sickness. The psalm writer or the songwriter said, Thou that givest so much to me, give one thing more. A grateful heart, I pray. When you consider all that mercy has done, our lives are mercy. Our kids are mercy. Our job is mercy. Our health is mercy. Our provision is mercy. Our right mind is mercy. Your many days upon the earth are the mercies of the Lord. You slept good last night because mercy rocked you to sleep. Oh, listen to me, folks. You slept good last night because mercy rocked you to sleep. You would have been in a Christless grave this morning, but mercy found you. You would have been lost out on the sea of life, but mercy found you. Mercy gave you life. Mercy gave you hope. Mercy gave you another chance. Somebody ought to stop right now and just thank God for His mercy. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. All kind of job cutbacks and some of you got promotions. You ought to stand up and thank God for His mercy. Yeah, when everybody else was being laid off, God kept you in that job. You ought to stand up and thank God for His mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Duval, the building burned down, but you're still here. You ought to thank God for His mercy. Oh, yeah, you ought to praise God for His goodness this morning. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We would be a long way from God today if it had not been for mercy. Amen. We would be heathens today if it had not been for the mercy of God. Folks, I know you love me right now, but I don't think you would love me if I didn't have the Lord in my life. Amen. And I don't think that we would love each other near as much if it were not for the mercies of God. It's the mercy of God that helps us overlook the faults of others. It's because of the mercy of God in our own life that we don't cast a stone against someone that's been caught in a compromising position. It's because of the mercies of God that we don't, we don't become so mean and harsh that we kill and wound our wounded. The mercies of God. Because of the mercies of God that we 
give men and women a chance because you never know. You never know where you would be if not for the mercy of God. Where would I be if mercy had not found me? Where would I be if mercy had not reached for me? Where would I be today if mercy had not kept me? The mercies of God. There have been times in my life when I was that close to slipping over the edge. I mean that close. I could feel that emptiness below me. I, I could feel my whole being leaning in that direction. And mercy's hand reached out. Pulled me back in to safety. How many of us this morning, we were right on the edge. We were, we were about to go over. Some of you were about to commit suicide. Some of you had thought about just ending it all. And right in the middle of your turmoil, hands of mercy reached out and pulled you back. Said, you know what? I didn't make you for that. I didn't create you for that. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you for mercy. I don't even deserve to be here this morning, folks. I'll be honest with you. If you know, if you knew me, if you knew my past, if you knew anything about me, you would know I don't deserve to be here this morning. Thank God for mercy. Thank God for mercy. When I look at my children, when I look at my, my grandbaby, I see mercy. Amen. When I look at my family, I see mercy. When I look at my church family, I see mercy. Yeah. Oh, yes. When I look out across here and I see others that are like me that have been wounded and hurt in life, but you're whole today. You may not be perfect, but you're better than you were. I see mercy. When I look around this congregation and I realize where we all came from, when I realize that a man over here came from a bar stool and a man over here came from a drug rage and a man over here came from an adulterous life and a woman over here came from a life of ill. When I see all of that and I see us come together around God's table and I see people coming in that are crippled and maimed but they're there at the king's table, I realize mercy's working. Mercy's working. Mercy's been good to me. Grace has been great for my life. Hallelujah. We need to remember what the Lord has done. Remember the mercies of God. We need to remember where our blessings come from. Deuteronomy 8.18 said, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant, which He sware unto thy fathers as it is this day. We need to remember the good words. The good word of the Lord that we hear. James 1.23 For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in all his deeds. 
Sometimes I go back to my office and I ask myself this question. Where have all the sermons gone? I go back there and I look through that list of messages and sermons that have been preached from this pulpit and I wonder where have they all gone? What good has any of this preaching done? What good has it done? What good has the Word done in your life today? It ought to do good. It should do good. But it will not do good if we do not remember. That's why you need to listen to the Word and you need to re-listen to the Word and it doesn't hurt to go back and re-listen to it over and over and over and over again. Because every time you listen to that Word, something new is going to minister to you. And the Bible said, That man that heareth and doeth these things, he said, This man shall be blessed in his deed. I don't know about you, but I want, I want the blessings of God on my life. And I, I don't want all this preaching to be for naught. The Bible speaks about the day of judgment. And this is what the Bible says about that day. That judgment shall begin first at the house of God. I've often wondered what that means. But I think, I don't know, but I think, I think it means... That God's going to begin here because this is where we've heard the most from Him and He's going to remind us of all the things that we've heard in our lifetime and what we did or did not do with them. Amen. When that day comes, I want the Lord to be able to look at the agenda and turn and say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Because you've been faithful over a few things, I'm going to make you ruler over many. Because somewhere between the word being preached and my life being lived, there was a connection. And that word got inside of me. And I started living those principles. I started loving like he said to love. I learned to forgive like he said forgive. Yeah. I learned to say I'm sorry. I learned to say I love you. Man. I learned what this book means. And I live what this book means. Don't forget what the Word says to you. Amen. I want to ask you a question this morning. How long has it been since you just opened it and read from it? Just to get that word in your heart. Don't forget this book. Amen. It's a lamp unto your feet and a light to your path. And it'll do you good. Amen. Let's stand together. There's some things that are worth remembering. Remember the word. Remember the mercies of God. Remember the sacrifice of others. Amen. I wonder how many of you this morning, I know this is kind of different. I've never done this before that I know of. It is typical that on Memorial Day, people will go to cemeteries and they will put flowers. And they will go to grave sites and they will honor loved ones that have passed on. 
And that is a wonderful thing to do. But I wonder how many of you this morning would be a living, a living witness that I'm here because of someone else. And come and stand here at this altar this morning and honor the memory of that person by your life standing here. How many of you would do that right now? You would call their name, call out their name. Lord, I come to stand before you in their stead. I come to stand before you this morning because they put their hand on my life. They spoke words into my life. I want to thank you for their life. I want to thank you for their encouragement. I want to thank you, Lord. All of us, all of us could do a better job at remembering. Remember where you came from. Remember where God had to reach to get you. Remember, 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 remember that one. Oh, Lord, I want to thank you today because that person believed in me. When I was at a crucial moment in my life, God, they spoke into my life. They encouraged me. Oh, bless the name of the Lord.